Today, we're celebrating, as I mentioned already, the Holy Trinity. And there are two things that I had in mind. One is, I'll call it the fullness of life. And the other is, how do we participate in this? The fullness of life I was praying and meditating upon the Holy Trinity in preparation, and I was thinking of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit when it hit me that the Father's love, the Father's intelligence or wisdom was so full that it manifested itself in the Son and the Spirit. It's as if you take a glass of water, well, just an empty glass, let's say, and you take a jug of water and you start to pour the water into that glass and the glass fills and fills and fills and then it fills more and then finally it's overflowing. So full of life, God who is infinite. He is so full of life that he cannot be contained within our normal concepts and our normal understanding. And when we speak about life, when we're speaking about God, what are we talking about? Because God doesn't have a body, so he's not digesting. That, that for me is life. Often I feel my life moving in my stomach. Uh, He's not digesting in that sense. Um, God doesn't sleep because he doesn't have a body to sleep with. When we speak about life in God, it's the spiritual life. And what do we mean by spiritual life? Because that's a weird concept. It's a word that we apply to things. We mean something very specific. We mean truth and love when we speak about spiritual life. Because, in fact, when we speak about spiritual life, it's not something off in the clouds, like, woo, you know? It's not something weird. It's when our intelligence gazes or looks at the beautiful, the true, the good, our spiritual life begins. And when our love loves that, So meaning loves another person selflessly. Or our love loves God with all that we are. Our love leads us to give our lives for our children and for those around us. We begin a little bit of that spiritual life. And with God, His love is so full, so immense, so infinite that we call it someone. We call it a person. We say it is the Holy Spirit. God's wisdom is so immense, so infinite, so overflowing that we call it someone. We call it the Word or the Son. We call Him the second person in the Trinity. But, you know, 
in the beginning of Christianity, we didn't think so much about it in the sense of the, like, what is the relationship between those three persons and all that? We didn't think so much about it because we simply lived it. When the apostles received the Holy Spirit, they didn't sit there abstractly wondering what is going on. What they did is they received that Spirit within them. And it brought a fullness of life in them too. It wasn't just in God. They were so full of life that they went outside and they started preaching. And the whole world became lit on fire. The whole world received that life. Those apostles, they received the Spirit... And what did the Spirit do to them? We talked about it last week. It changed them like a fire we were talking about last week. It changed them like a fire. But what did it change them into? The Spirit came and it changed them into new Christs. New Jesus Christs. They partook in the body of Christ. Those terms that we use now so easily. But at the time they didn't know it. But they saw Peter getting up and walking down the street and his shadow would pass over someone that was sick. And just his shadow alone would cure people. So it must have clued into them that the spirit of Jesus was in Peter. And they must have known that that spirit of Jesus was in Peter. And Jesus was like, sorry, Peter was like another Christ. And so in the beginning, the way they would speak about it is they would say, the Holy Spirit comes in us and he makes us Christi form or Dei form were the terms they would use. They would, make, they would say that the Spirit comes in us and makes us into the form or the likeness of Christ. So that fire that worked within them started with the Spirit and it moved to the wisdom of God, the plan of God, the Word of God, even more than all that. It's the Word of God. It changed them and made them into new Christs. And that's what we speak of when we speak of a saint. A saint is so consumed by the fire that he becomes a Christ for us. And I can never forget Mother Teresa, who had the privilege of listening to live, and every time she would speak, you would feel the Spirit. You would feel the immensity of the love of God overflowing, overflowing to you. Or John Paul II. Whenever we were in his presence, we would feel the immensity of God's love overflowing. The fullness, like that glass that overflows with water and it keeps on overflowing. It doesn't stop. But that movement that Peter and Paul are going to talk about, where they're going out, they're becoming like Christ on this earth. That movement, Paul is going to say, Yes, yes, but I still would prefer to go to heaven right now. 
just like Jesus did, actually. Jesus said the same thing. I am going to my Father. So did Paul. Paul said, I would prefer to go to heaven, but if I stay, I'm staying for you. I'm staying because of the mission of sharing God's love with you. And he knew, therefore, where he's going. He knew that he was going towards heaven, but it wasn't heaven. It, heaven is not, as long as we don't have bodies anyways, it won't be a place. It's interesting. When our bodies rise, we, might, we will have a place. But in order to have a place, you have to have a body. Heaven is not, a, first of all, a place. It's a person. It's seeing God. It's dwelling in God. It's dwelling in the Father. I go before you to prepare a place, a room, in my Father's house. I'm going to prepare this place for you in my Father's heart. And so, those first Christians were Trinitarian from the very beginning. We have always been Trinitarian in all that we do. Because it is through the Spirit that we climb through Christ, who is our ladder. He is Jacob's ladder, if you remember that one. He is the new ladder. We climb through Christ to the Father. And it was always so obvious for them. Because they were living it. That they did not deny it. It was only later on that they started trying to work out the concepts and say, well, how is that possible and what's going on there? And they hammered out the different thoughts of what we can and cannot say. So if we're going to pray for anything in this parish or in your family, then let's pray that we can come back to that. That first moment of the overflowing of love and wisdom in a world that runs away from wisdom. Let us pray that in our parish that spirit might come and dwell and teach us to cry out for our Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.